Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything live call-in show presented by KFC. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined, as always, by co-host, Josh Hart. William, how's it going? I'm feeling pretty good, man. The Raptors have won five, uh, nine straight. Yeah. And, uh, going for double digits tonight. Going for double digits tonight. They, all they have to do is beat the Pistons. And uh, Kyle Lowry was just named an all-star for the sixth straight time. Give Salute it to Kyle. To Kyle. Best best uh, player in franchise history. Absolutely. Are you surprised at this at all, or um, it seems touch and go. It does. It it does seem like the consensus is he could have been the odd man out, um, mm. despite Sabonis being there. And I I really think Sabonis has quite a bit of talent, but I don't know. If you had to pick which one was a sure bet for the uh, All Star game, it would be Kyle Lowry, and Sabonis mm-hmm. would be the person we talk about. Should he been out for Eric Bledsoe? Should be he be out for you know Derrick Rose? Should he be out for the next guy? Yeah. But guess what? That's not the case. Kyle Lowry, six All-Star game. Now, franchise leader in All-Star game appearances. Correct? Yeah. Uh, in, in consecutive ones. I think DeMar also might have made the six. I, no, I, DeMar's no. also a five. I think he's at four. He might be a four. Because okay. well, he had that groin injury year where he wasn't able to make the uh, All-Star right. game. Right. That was 2015. Um, yeah, I mean, really, let's be real. Kyle Lowry should be a seven-time All-Star. Uh, I'm still a little bit mad about 2014 Joe Johnson stealing that that spot. Um yeah, it's, it should be fine. Kyle Lowry's been a unbelievable um, success for the franchise, and I don't think he's done. I've... I mean, it doesn't seem like he was done. It seemed like his numbers were going down um, for three straight years. He went from 22 points per game to 16 to 14. And last year when he was making the All-Star team, it was like 14, 15 points a game. I was yeah. like, all right, that was a little bit fringe. But uh, no, this year, I mean, the, the numbers are even there for Kyle. We always know that Kyle always brings all the other intangibles that yeah. affect winning and stuff like that, but... Um, Kyle's averaging 20 points per game this year on, with seven assists per game. Yeah, no, it's been and unbelievable. He, he's carried the team for pretty much the whole month where, um, you know, you had Marc Gasol out and, uh, you know, you had Norman Powell out and you had uh, Pascal Siakam out. And yeah. it was Kyle Lowry who was just carrying that whole franchise. And, you know, that 30-point comeback in 14 minutes with, like, mostly G League-level players um, – yeah, he's been unbelievable. Yeah. It's been It's very clear that he's an all-star. And yet yeah. there's still discourse on the timeline. Still discourse. If Kyle Lowry played in Philadelphia's entire career, he'd be it would already be decided he was all star. He'd already had the Chris Paul hype. Yeah, he's just playing in Canada and was a late bloomer and mm. doesn't play a very flashy kind of basketball. I do think the last couple of years um before this one when he spent more time uh, as an outside outside shooter, I think the hype was starting to grow because he was, you know, this three-point driven league if you're hitting a high rate of three-point shots sure your star grows up and Kyle Lowry seemed to uh benefit from that yeah anywho let's but, go. but oh. did you think uh before we get to the callers yes which you can call us at 416-263-8297 and 416-263-829-8 there you go uh before we get to the first caller um you, so you didn't think Eric Bledsoe deserved to make <laughs> Eric Bledsoe <laughs> 
Eric Bledsoe, if I had to watch Eric Bledsoe uh, in the All-Star game, I would have mimicked Come a tweet on, of his from a few years ago where I would tweet, I don't want to be here anymore. Yikes. Yeah, what are we doing as a society <laughs> if Eric Bledsoe is named an All-Star? Look, man, I guess the, people were arguing, they're like, wow, if you actually see it, the per 36 numbers between Bledsoe and Larry are, are different, and wow, Bledsoe shoots a higher percentage. They're like, wow. They, someone said Kyle Lowry shoots Brandon Jennings numbers, and I was like... <laughs> How dare you talk about your daddy like that? Oh my goodness! How many times does Kyle Lowry need to beat you guys in the playoffs? Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. To it's... Put twenty five and five on you guys in the playoffs uh, to sweep you guys in the playoffs before you guys respect your daddy. When Kyle Lowry eventually is able to give his uh, Hall of Fame speech, mm. he's going to be so disrespectful to everyone who's. I ever... hope so, man. But he's such a nice guy, though, like publicly. Yeah, but yeah. he's he's just going to come up and say, "You guys never thought I'd be here, huh?" Mm-hmm. And then some, you know, rich person in the crowd's going to shove him, and then it's lights out. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle Lowry is really going to open up on that guy. Has anything happened with the Golden State Warriors fan who pushed Kyle Lowry? Do we he know? He was a part owner. He but was suspended for like, like a whole year. Were he is he divested from the team? I there was a story that came and went, like yeah, uh, a certain cop who was certain, uh, mushed by a certain executive. I don't really remember the oh, details. Man. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's open the line. Proudly FTP. All right, first line we uh, have uh, Brian in Toronto. Brian, welcome to the show. Brian. Oh, oh. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Have you? Uh, what's your question? Uh, it's guess not so much a question as much okay. as it's uh, a frustration. Okay. Um, just listening to the pod from last night, and you're talking about Kyle and like his compete level. Yep. And like. We have all these guys on our team right now that can make that winning play. Like, they're the difference makers. They're the ones who can get out there, and they, even if it's not on the score sheet, they make the play. Yep. And it's like, unfortunately, it's the three guys who are on the verge of potentially losing with Kyle, Mark, and Serge. Mm-hmm. Serge, obviously, to a lesser extent. So, if you look ahead, let's assume, good news scenario, we end up signing another superstar down the road. Don't you feel like we're just going to be out there in the marketplace looking for another Kyle, looking for another Serge, looking for another Mark? So, I don't know, man. It's kind of like a damn moment, but, like, what do we do? Like, aren't we just going to end up, like, in this place again just without these guys? I mean, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, that's that's just the nature of time, I guess. Yeah, and the big question isn't – the big question to me, I think Kyle Fred's succession plan is – there to yeah. one, but what is the rap the future of the Raptors front court rotation? It's a huge question. It's yeah. like it seems like they need to sign someone who plays uh, a power forward or center position there. Yeah, mm. who do you who are you thinking? Of? I, I don't know, man. There's someone that there's someone with uh, like a six ten oh guy <laughs> with like a giant wingspan <laughs> that that plays uh, for the the best team in the NBA right now. Mm. Uh, do, but do we have any inroads on? Uh, on a connection with that with I, a player I, like that, you know, apparently he knows Masai. He knows Masai. He knows him for a while now. Huh. Yeah. So you're saying the future of the NBA five is is just some some guy who might be available in a year and a half. That... I imagine if Giannis played five with Pascal <laughs> four, that'd be good. Um, no, but I mean, that's it's. I think it's a good point. Like I think you know these guys, Mark, Serge, and Kyle, they're they're such indispensable uh, winners, and they're unselfish guys too. You can't figure it out the fact you can't put aside the fact that like. You know, it's um, these guys are all very unselfish players, yeah. right? Like I think about a guy like Serge Ibaka, who has accomplished a lot in his career. Um, but as soon as Marcus Hall comes here, he agrees to come off the bench and permanently come off the bench, basically. Um, even though he puts up huge numbers, even though he gives you twenty six points, just pretty much whenever he wants to start, um, he's just cool taking a back seat because you know they're committed to winning. And not, honestly, not a lot of players in the NBA are as committed to winning as some of these older guys. So. 
I, I don't know. Yeah. There is no real great succession plan. But I think part of it is just, you know, we should just appreciate them for, you know, the fact that they're here right now. I think Mark, yeah. I, I would, I mean, I think gods are good. You probably retain one of the two bigs, mm-hmm. maybe not both. And obviously Kyle's on the roster next year if he wants to be in terms yeah. of just uh, he's under contract. So Yeah, the Raptors had the best um, decade in franchise history. Um, eventually those guys leave. Like it's, it's uh, you, we'll always have the memories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it goes back to that point of like, you know, we're just that one superstar away. Like if we could have just, like the window was just so small for us. If we could have just had that one like A, A minus superstar yeah. on our team this year, we'd be running it back. No mm. question. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like you, you, put, you take Kyle or Mark, you put them, or to a lesser extent, Serge, put them on one of those competitive teams out west. Yeah. They'd likely become the favorite, like, by yeah. a lot of but Yeah. Yeah, no, so, it's absolutely true. The Clippers with Kyle Lowry are winning the championship. Yeah, exactly. Or just, the Sixers exactly. with Kyle Lowry winning the championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Lakers? The Lakers with Kyle Lowry winning the championship. Oh, man. They're you know winning. what I mean? <laughs> the, the, the Raptors think- with Kyle Lowry, you know. Probably uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. Mm. Brian, thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. Yeah, enjoy the nine-game win streak, man. Come on. Right. Yeah. Times are still good. Going for double digits on Dwayne Casey's head top. What could be better? Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm enjoying the hell out of this season. It's like the least stress I've ever felt in my life. But <laughs> Perfect. I just, I just got on my feelings last night listening to the pod, so I was like, ah. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers, guys. Thank cheers. you. Be good. Peace. Yeah, that's I mean. Yeah. Kyle Lowry's not going to be here forever. I mean, his number will be. And a beautiful broadcast of him yeah. will be outside of a Scotiabank Arena for years to come. But, uh, yeah, eventually the team will transition. And yeah, hopefully we have broken through that we're not having to play, you know, Landry Fields types. But Wow. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I would say every great philosopher has uh, grappled with the finite nature of life <laughs> exactly. in all existence. So, exactly. Larry Tannenbaum will have to do the same one day. Yeah. Anyway, we have Samir online too. Hi, every great philosopher. Welcome back to the show. Hey. Um, so I, I was I, first of all, uh, I love your show. Uh, big That's, fan of the show. Thank you, man. That's very and nice. um, I was at the unique position of being at the game in. San Antonio on Sunday. Oh, and oh, I'm, man. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I w- I'm one of those guys that show up a couple hours early hoping mm-hmm. to get an autograph by mm-hmm. the tunnel. Right. So I was there at about 1 p.m., and the game was at 3 p.m. local time. So mm-hmm. um, I was there before the news actually broke. Yeah. So uh, at the time, uh, I was by the tunnels. Across from me was actually a guy in a boardman get paid t-shirt of all things i don't know why um and in san antonio that's Marcus brave all, that is yeah brave. exactly so I, I was really surprised yeah um and so mark gasol came out um and he, he was just doing a shoot around and that's the first time that boardman guy uh gets paid guy uh pulls up an article it's like hey tmz is reporting that kobe died i'm like no way there's there's been crazier hoaxes that i've heard right mm-hmm. there's, there's no way that's true right, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we kind of just, oh, well, I mean, it's still in my mind, but I start ignoring it. And then all of a sudden, it hasn't even been like five minutes that Marc Gasol's been out there. Yeah. He goes straight back to the locker room with his, like, hands on his head. And, like, you could tell, oh, like, he, uh, something wasn't right. Yeah. And then um, and then that's when I started paying attention. Maybe the story is true because, like, um, there's no way that he would just walk out like that, right? Yeah, and then... Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mark actually did come out a bit later, mm-hmm. and I don't know who he uh, he was speaking to. This uh, one of the guys on the Raptors staff. He kind of looks like Lamarcus Aldridge of all people. Um, okay. He, he told, I could kind of read his lips, and um, Mark was like, "It's true." So mm-hmm. like, that's when I started like panicking. Like I was like, "No way, that can be true, right?" Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously, at that point, the players weren't really interested in signing autographs. So yeah. um, I was still. Uh, standing by there and then Kyle Lowry eventually came out and he didn't actually shoot around mm-hmm. he just came up to Alex McKechnie and told him to bring his stretch fans or whatever he had uh, back to the locker room so I, I don't know um, if he actually warmed up in the locker room but um, that was the only sighting of Kyle Lowry before the um, I guess warm-ups mm-hmm. yeah. and so eventually I went back to my seat and my seat was pretty much a few feet down from the Raptors bench so I had a, a good view of the expressions of each people. Mm-hmm. And and I guess just as they were shooting around at the layup lines, uh, Matt Devlin and um, and uh, Sportsman's crew was at the center court. Mm-hmm. And I saw Kyle kind of have a brief chat with uh, Matt. And and that was kind of the time when the Gianna Bryant news was coming out. Mm-hmm. And um, I assume that's what he told them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... He kind of passed that on to Fred, and you could and Fred just squatted down for a brief, like I would say, like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, yeah. he didn't even think about it because I mean, both of those guys have kids, and I mm-hmm. can imagine what's going through their head at that point. Right. And and as you know, the Spurs played a little um, tribute. Um, I guess a, not really a video, more of like just a um, a graphic, a, a note on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A graphic on the screen and. And I feel like uh, amongst the crowd, there may have been a bunch of people that found out for the first time from that graphic. Yeah, which, of course. Uh, yeah, which was kind of weird um, and kind of shocking, I'm sure. So it was supposed to be a fun day. It was one of my three chances to see the Raptors in Texas, and mm-hmm. um, it didn't. I mean, it was, it was weird rooting for every basket the Pascal Siakam was scoring in the first quarter, but... Yeah. It was just a weird, weird feeling in the arena. Yeah. We'll talk a lot about that uh, in the reaction podcast. And I saw the same thing when watching it. Like, objectively, an amazing, like a very good game. Yeah, very good Completely absent of any, like, purpose. (laughs) It just felt like... Yeah. It's... uh, Yeah. But, Samir, thank you for calling in and sharing, like, sort of what some of this looked like. And great job, guys. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Have a great weekend. Yeah, it's kind of messed up that they get they had to play that night. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's so hard to make logistics work in that on just on a fly, on the fly like yeah, that. I but and I think Nick said he gave the players an option. Like if you if you are not feeling up to it, um, not you're not feeling up to it. It's just if you don't want to play, you don't have you to. You don't have to play. Yeah. Didn't force anyone to play. We would have just good a lot of Pat McConnell. No, he'd have the face injury. But yeah, it's unbelievable. It was. Yeah. It was such a strange day to watch. I remember getting the news. I was with my brother and uh, my partner, and we were coming downtown. My phone died. I saw it, and, like, Kobe Bryant's passed away. Like, oh, my God. And then three minutes later, my phone dies. I'm like, Jeez. I should charge overnight. But Ailey's uh, keeping yeah. everyone up to date. Right. And, uh, yeah, we got the Gianna Bryant news as soon as we, yeah. like, right as we were getting downtown. I got upstairs and turned on the, like, Raptors broadcast, and my phone came back on, and just seeing, like, Tyson Chandler and oh my god, like, that's yeah. when I was like, I was really choked out. It was a really horrible, horrible day. Yeah, and like it was so weird to watch basketball. Yeah, it was very, very weird. Um, yeah, 
And yeah, all the best to the uh, the Bryan family and all the other people that were yeah. affected by that plane crash. It's, real tragic, uh, real it, unbelievable. It's, it's completely hard to make sense of that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's take another call all from right. uh, TK in Edmonton. TK, welcome to the show. How are you doing? How's it going? TK in Edmonton. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you have a question about the Eastern Conference Finals and the Raptors. Yes, yes. I, I was wondering uh, if uh, will, t- will Toronto Raptors make it to the Eastern Conference Final this year? And who will they face if they do so? Uh, I mean, they'll definitely face Milwaukee. <laughs> if they I, I, make it. I'm pretty sure they'll face Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at where the standings are right now, if the Raptors hold steady and keep the two seed, which they've had for about a week, um, yeah. and obviously, you know, a nine-game win streak allows you to get that, but there's not much separation there. Nope. The, the East is pretty good this year, um, just as it was last year. And so if they manage to hold on to the two seed, which is not guaranteed, um, I think they have a much better chance of getting out the first round Yep, because yeah. you don't want to be in, like, a 3-6 matchup against, like, Philly or even Indiana. Um and then, yeah, I mean, second round, it'll probably be, you know, the the Celtics, maybe? Celtics, Heat, one of those teams? Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd love a Raptors-Celtics. Like, I would love Raptors-Celtics. The one thing that we've been denied man. this whole run is Raptors-Celtics. Yeah. And even though this is not the best version of the Raptors. Or the best version of the Celtics that we've seen. Uh, but uh, I feel like the playoffs is like... It's uh, close. Uh, yeah. like, depending on which team you get, it's mm-hmm. uh, especially the Eastern Conference, it's, it's a flip of a coin. Even Milwaukee, I'm not very confident in them, like, in the playoffs. Especially Giannis. They might make him a, a three-point shooter. He might not. Uh, you know, or a free-throw shooter. Threes. Both ways. Yeah, even that as well. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a weakness that is, like, similar to LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. Free-throw yeah. weakness. So, I feel like even they could be had by the Raptors. I, I'm very confident in the Raptors this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially but... Siakam. He learned a lot from Kawhi last year. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, he's got something in him, like, I even seen him last year in the playoffs. It's the first game, right? Game one of the NBA Finals. He stepped up. So I feel like he could do the same thing. He could be the Kawhi for the Raptors this year. Yeah. That's my Hopefully. belief. I, 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 believe in, I believe in that. Hopefully, you know. Um, yeah. it, it'll be a little bit tough to uh, match Kawhi for as good as he was. But, you know, Pascal's going to have a good shot at it. And uh, no, we'll, Pas- see, if he, we'll, we'll see if he rises that, to the occasion, man. He's got that Af- African line on like, he works hard. He's got that African in him. I feel like he learns quickly, you know? He yep. picks right. it up. So I, I'm really confident in him. Like, he'll, he'll step up. He's been up. awesome. And he's... Because everybody else... Down the stretch, he's improved. Even, year. like, a month ago, we were taking calls about, like, can Pascal deliver in the clutch? And mm. yesterday, yeah. he like made he, the right he, decision a couple days against the Spurs. He was good down the stretch. He's improving. Like, he's, he, he's sticking off every checkbox that you guys had for... Like, for me, especially, coming mm-hmm. out, coming into the season. So I feel like even in the playoffs, he's just going to, you know... Put on the check box, check mark, you know, the, in the box for the playoffs. Yeah, he's ascending. Yeah, and uh, I have one interesting uh, thing I see not on kanji. You know, the Chinese language. Yeah. Kanji's. It, there's a word that right. it means scary, okay. and it's like when you when you pronounce it, it's like why, you know, like Kawhi Leonard. Oh. I was like, that's funny. It yeah. makes oh, sense. Man. Like Kawhi's a machine. Like he's scary. Even playing for the Clippers, I don't. I, I'm rooting against them, but. Mm. The guy's a machine, man. Yeah, no, yeah. Kawhi's a, a great player. There's yeah, no yeah. doubt about that. That's, that was all for me, and uh, thank you for having me, guys. Big fan of the show. All right. And uh, keep, I keep... I, I actually have one idea for Lou. Yeah. Why don't you do, like, uh, after the games for the Raptors, like a uh, fan cam where you 
just interview people like that come out of the game. But like, hey, trust me, we, Raptors fan TV will be and amazing. I, yeah, yeah, it's because uh, I'm a fan of Arsenal, and uh, yeah. Arsenal have like an AFTV. You want yeah. me to be Robbie? Ma- maybe one yeah. day, Robbie. Yeah, you want me to be Robbie? Robbie of uh, Toronto, right here. <laughs> you got one. Oh, All right, man. Maybe one day. Yeah. Have a great yeah. weekend. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. All right, cheers. Peace. Damn, we got Danny Ferry calling. I have that. Fa- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, that's a joke. No, no, no. I, no uh, uh, Raptors fan TV. It's got to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not really sure what language he was speaking about because he said "gway," which is like it kind of means. Uh, to be honest, that sometimes it's used a disparative term in Chinese as well. Yikes. Okay, um, that that doesn't sound like Kawhi to me. <laughs> "Gway" and Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, um, but maybe he was talking about like Korean or. Or Japanese. I don't know anything about uh, <laughs> All right, fair All right. enough. <clears throat> Let's take a call from Adam in Mississauga. You are on the show. Adam, how's it going? Hi. Uh, hello? Hello. Hi, uh, I have one question. Uh, so do you both believe that uh, 60 wins is, are achieved, is achievable this season? Uh, it'll, it might be a little tough. It might be a little tough. Um their schedule, like right now, is super light. Obviously, I mean, if you even just look ahead to the weekend, the, the weekend, yeah, uh, it, it's still pretty easy. But it does get a little bit more difficult in March. Yeah, I think they have a four game stretch where they're playing like the Lakers and the Lakers, Celtics. Memphis, the Celtics, and somebody else. It's like the third week of March. Yeah, it's rough. So. I mean, if they stay healthy and they stay motivated, I could I could see them going for six. But the thing is, like, um, it's not about sixty wins; it's about the second seed. Yeah, and yeah. I think the I Raptors. Know, I, will, I think the Raptors will pace themselves. Yeah, I felt like these past two seasons we were almost there. Mm-hmm. Like literally, Dwayne Casey got pretty injured in, during our 2017-2018 that one game against Miami. Literally got Fred Bradley injured to, trying to chase that 60 wins, and then we could have got it easily last season if we didn't lose to Charlotte those two times. So I felt like we're <laughs> shout right out to Jeremy there. Lamb, <laughs> Jeremy Lamb, yeah, baby. I hope I do hope somewhere in his house he has like those two pictures back to back because that was fucking crazy. I couldn't believe it, man, back to back. And I think within like, a I couple knew, weeks of each other, I knew too. the second one was going in. I as soon as he got the ball, I'm like he's scoring. Yeah. Yeah, and also uh, I have a uh, one like quick question. What's your quick reaction to TD being snubbed for the Rising Stars game? Um, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, I feel. I mean, I'm happy that he responded to it on Twitter. Did he, he said, say? Yeah, he said it's not the first time I've been, uh, you know, snubbed I and passed energy. over. And that's the kind of mentality you gotta you gotta have, you know. Because here's the thing: if you're undrafted as a rookie, you just have a lot of things going against you. Yeah, you really do have a lot of things going against you. Um, I think especially for something like this, like wh- where you were drafted, is such a big. Um, determinant in your career early in your especially early in your career and for a lot of these guys that went to the game like they're just you know high draft picks that uh you know ends uh, uh, I mean I don't even know to be honest t- I, the four guards that made it for the, the United States team I don't they're think they're that good. bad but they're not that I guess it's weird it's fine it's like who was he gonna make it over Trey Young John ja- 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 ja Morant like you know even Devontae Graham like I don't it's, know yeah the thing that's weird about like drafting guards is it's also weird because it's like split between international and like yeah uh, and the, the, like team team world versus team USA because if it was just like the twenty four best whatever yeah if it was rookie sophomore style like you know I would probably he would probably be in the game instead I, of like Nikhil Alexander Walker I do real. I do kind of prefer the rookie sophomore format but it's I don't want to the yeah. NBA is uh, innovating 
and <laughs> they're innovating already. They're trying yeah. everything. They're going to add an extra twenty-four men to the roster before the it gets announced. Is what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I don't really understand how Trey Young and Luka Doncic they can both be starters in the All Star game, but they can still play the Rising Stars game. I so that like people, so that people watch it. Yeah, and sure. hopefully so that it can go against one another. For also, they both deserve to make the like. If we're just talking about the rising stars, like in the first two years of their career, like these guys are guys that deserve yeah, yeah, to be totally. in the game. But they could just skip it so Terrence Davis can come in. I don't know. Let's be real. I probably, to be honest, I might rather watch Trey Young versus Luka Doncic instead of. Uh, well, I was kind of hoping Terrence that Davis. I'm, you know, yeah. I like Terrence. I love Terrence. Speaking of like all star content, I was kind of hoping that with this three quarters that don't really mean that much, they would use different five-man units that would run the quarters, and I'd love to see one led by Luca and uh, Trey. Mm. Well, if we can, don't we can also see the future Raptor lineup with uh, Lowry, Pascal. Lowry, Pascal, Embiid, Giannis, and... Whoever else. Chris Middleton could sneak <laughs> in there. Just to prove Shout that he's the hall. <laughs> step below everyone else. Coached by Nick Nurse. Uh, Pat McCaw will be there. Nick Nurse would uh, insert Pat McCaw. Well, it'd be Kawhi would be the fifth man in that rotation. Oh yeah, it'd be Lowry, Pascal, um, Embiid, Giannis, and Kawhi Leonard. God, that would be. Wow. I'd bring a tear to my eye. All right. Anywho, Adam, thanks for the call. Have a great weekend All in right, Mississauga. Yeah. Bye. All right. Peace. I don't know if we still have it, but uh, shout out to Streetsville, Missagua. <laughs> oh, we never used it. We've never. Ah. Oh, we finally got a person who called in from Missagua, <laughs> and we didn't use Missagua. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, you know? we really are screwing up. Um. Uh, yeah, continue to call in, guys. Uh, our, our phone lines are, remain open. To two numbers are four one six two six three eight two nine seven and four one six two six three eight two nine eight. I want everyone to know we've been doing the show for a couple months. Uh-huh. We'll always have to open up uh, the know. document with the numbers in it because he hasn't committed them to memory. We're hardly talking about nine six seven eleven eleven. All right, it's not. It's not as two four one oh two four one. It's not as eminently rememberable. Or what's pizza seventy three nine seventy three seventy three seventy three or eleven eleven? My favorite, shout out to uh, Western Canada. My favorite number is uh, if you are in Hamilton and you need to call a cab, it's nine zero five seven 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 seven. That's pretty good. That is a pretty easy. It's pretty good when you're like super drunk at Hess Village and you need to come home. Safely, uh, yeah. Just type in seven in your phone like an idiot. <laughs> You're probably gonna get them until, until someone picks you up. Just put seven in your phone. Just spam seven. <laughs> um, uh, let's uh, hit up the YouTube comments. Yeah, um, we have Herbert Chan. What percentage of first-time viewers do you guys think? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, what percentage of first-time viewers do you think come in thinking you're Lou Williams of the Clippers and Josh Hart of the Pelicans? Um, to be fair. I could it's see unbelie- it is pretty it's remarkable. unbelievable <laughs> that we have so, so similar names. Um, yeah, you know. It'd be, I mean. It's what it is. People think uh, my name is like a tribute to Lou Williams. And I'm like, yo, ain't nobody likes Lou Williams that much. Then <laughs> B. Yeah. Shout That's just my to, name, man. Shout out That's to Stephen LeBron. Yeah, you know. Sh- shout out to Stephen LeBron, too, <laughs> shout out I guess. Shout out to LeBron one time. And then Josh Hart, you know, uh, explain it's that just one. a coincidence. Um, I really, I so you know, after Kyle Lowry started to become a great Raptor, I sort of adopted Villanova as my um, college team. College team, yeah. Never a big fan. Never cared that much. Um, and then when Josh Hart started to see some playing time, I'm like, oh my god, this guy's like, there's a guy with my name, and he's pretty good. I think he might make the league. So I adopted him as you know, um, a very important player in my um, my my whole life. And I really thought that the Raptors had a chance at drafting him. He went ahead of OG, just, but just barely. And the OG and Anobi 
is to me a better, more accomplished player. Mm-hmm. But damn it, if I don't wish that uh, to get a uh, Josh Hart Raptors jersey. Yeah. Maybe one day. That would be weird. I don't think he's ever coming here. Yeah. No. But he would have a. I'm mind. sure he would be interested in bringing his podcast to Yahoo Sports Canada. <laughs> uh sure. Yeah. He was. He did. He was here. He did a pod yeah. with Danny. I think. Exactly. Yeah. He's familiar with the studio. Sure. He, he has a podcast crew. right now. Yeah, which um, I listened to when Lonzo Ball was on. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, we have another question uh, from Adam Patterson. Hey, guys. Where do you think Pascal Siakam ranks all-time Raptors list 10 years from now? 10 years from now? Um, second after Giannis. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. Wow. I have no idea where he would rank 10 years from now. Um, he if he's healthy, he, he gets past he like Bosh. Crack and, top five. I mean, can he can he, he surpass Chris Bosh? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He and can. then he's okay. in the top five. Okay. All right. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm asking. Okay. Yeah, he'll be top five Raptor all time. Is Chris Bosh like if he if he's a part of another title run? Yeah. Can it be top one? Is Chris Bosh the yes? I, well, is, mm, if he's debatable, if he's, I don't know. If he's number two on another title team, if he's number one on the title team, it's done. I was but say, if he's it, number it, two on another title team, is he? The greatest Raptor of all time. That's a little tough. The it's a little gr- tough. Right now, I'm maybe a little smitten by Kyle Lowry. But the Groat. Shout out to was it Cash. Who made up G-R-O-A-T? Groat. I don't like it one bit. Oh, no. Nah, I'm not a fan of that one. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, no, no. but is Chris Bosh the most irrelevant star in franchise history? It feels like I can't. How many Chris Bosh memories can you remember? I remember going to. So Chris Bosh had a, a charity where he'd give underprivileged youth. Um, aka kids from the ends mm. uh, like a christmas party and i went oh, and sorry. i definitely thought he was giving me like an ipod shuffle i was like yo it's about to be oh lit. wait one of the usb sticks no yeah yeah the usb stick yeah, iPod. Yeah. like i thought it was gonna be like that, that thing held 56 songs i know but it was it was a big <laughs> deal to me but he like gave everybody like a water gun that wasn't it was like what? a bit of a letdown but i don't know what i expected it's i just kind of knew ski, 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 you just gun. know he's rich and you're like he's <laughs> gonna give he's gonna gun. give everyone a house like it was just <laughs> was it like at least like super soaker no it was like what, it was like a dollarama. No, it wasn't a dollarama. Chris Bosch was very generous. I don't want him to, um, you know, never uh, appear on anything I work on. But I remember leaving oh and I was God. like, what's going on? I'm back in a school bus. There are all these kids from like a neighborhood that I was told not to like. Mm. This is horrible. But wow, uh, shout okay. out to Chris Bosch. If Pascal Siakam gives all, away. All, all the kids of Thistletown. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I hope he signed them. At least, yeah. It's all the, like you know, we're on the same bus as like all the uh, kids from Fergrove community. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is different. Wow. Um, anywho, okay. Well, that's a great Chris Bosh memory. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm happy I asked. All right, let's go. To, let's go back to the line. Samir in Toronto. You want to talk about uh, the All Stars? Yeah, what? actually. Before, oh. yeah, before that, I just want to say um, R.I.P. Kobe Bryant and yeah, everyone for else. Sure. Um, yeah. Outside of that, so yeah, what do you guys think about? Especially Bradley Beal. I don't know if you guys saw his uh, fiance or his wife that was off. Amazing mm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What very, do you think very, about that? Um, that's love, right there. Full, full one hundred, like a plus from everybody involved. Bradley Beal, probably like it's definitely a slight. I don't know if it's like unbelievable that he didn't make the All Star game. He's averaging like twenty seven. Yeah, yeah he's, he's really good. His yeah. team's very bad, and they play no like negative defense. Yeah, I, so they he's played no defense. <laughs> But um, I, I feel like I feel like the coaches and like the players are kind of confused. Like, like there's no criteria, right? Like, is it stats? Is it um, leadership? Is it um, uh, the record? You know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like there's no direction on how to choose an all-star reserve. Yeah, I mean that's true. But I mean I think it's ambiguous for a reason, right? Depends on what you 
value and what, not even what you value, but what you value most, right? Like I could make a case that Bradley Beal should be there over Kyle Lowry. I'm not going to make it. But, <laughs> it's called Raptors over everything. Because I, I personally don't really believe in that because I think what affects winning really should get you there. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that's not the only criteria. And you got to balance all the little buckets there. And honestly, Brad is he's a tough defender. Like honestly, he's a very good player. He's he's really really tough to defend. He's as a like top three in the conference. If we're being in terms of just like pure ability, talent. like I think he should be one of the top twelve players in the conference. Yeah, and he, so I feel why, I, I can see why he feels snubbed. But also the Wizards are irrelevant. They've given up one hundred and fifty yeah. points of regulation twice. <laughs> one fifty, man. That's crazy. Yo, they had a game this year where they scored one fifty and lost. Yeah, against yeah. the Clippers. No, it was Rockets. Oh, the Rockets. Yeah, like, bro, if you can't win with 150 points, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> the points don't matter the part, as much then. The part that, like, that I got lost with the whole, like, his wife and everything was they chose to stay in Washington, right? Like, they could have yeah. got traded to Toronto. They could have got traded to Miami, whatever, and then he, he would have been all-star, right? Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not buying the whole thing. Even though I do think he is all-star worthy, there's always going to be people we complain about, right? Like well, snubs, so. I do think that they, like, um, Kamaya and Bradley and their team are of the opinion that what should be represented at All Star is their talent. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal, yeah. undeniably, undeniably talented, talented is an yeah. and is an All Star quality player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They think they feel it's unfair, and they have a leg to stand on that the yeah. circumstances of his team's performances here has kept him out, and that's unfair because um, he can't control that. And mm-hmm. what he wanted to do is to build something in. Um, the in in DC and yeah, to me that's delusional. I mean, let's be real. Like Washington is a joke. No, you're, to- just, you're, like, you're, you're totally. I mean? It's totally fair to say yeah. Yeah. that him resigning was a bad, a poor decision. But yeah. we still lionize guys who stick with one team. Very notably this week, it's like I really wouldn't be surprised at this point if Giannis resigns the extension before the end of the year. Mm. In tribute to how much he looked up to. Kobe Bryant and how much of that is a narrative around greatness mm-hmm. and excellence with a franchise like um and because of that Bradley Beal signed a contract that we now think it's a lot of fun to make fun of because mm-hmm. he's stuck yeah. on a team that's going nowhere it's 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 hard to have it both ways, man. It, yeah, and it's, it's hard, hard for to have us ways. to have it both ways. I, you know, when, when Brad's agent came out and won this huge diatribe uh, and said it was like, yo, essentially he was saying, look at the bums that he's playing with. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I thought that was honestly, you know, it was funny, but it was also just kind of like, it's true, though. Like, if we want to encourage players to stay in markets that are not necessarily desirable, yep. to tough it out when times are tough. Then you know you 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 can give him you throw him a bit of love to be honest. Yeah, and we I don't know like we we love to kill Kevin Durant for leaving Oklahoma City, and mm-hmm. I mean Washington D.C. is a much more desirable place to live to Oklahoma City. No offense to any uh, yeah, Oklahoma- <laughs> Oklahoman uh, listeners, but D.C. is an amazing place to live. I don't even have the internet out here. It's an amazing place to I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I I also have one more one more quick question. Yeah. Um, why do you think uh, it always like. I never understood the whole why people didn't give uh, Kobe Bryant the credit he deserved. Like, wait, hold on, know, hold on, Kobe got plenty of credit. What are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, in terms of like, all time, like he was. A lot of people didn't put him on on their all time top ten list. Like they always had sure. LeBron and and a bunch of other guys in front of him. I feel like, sadly, you know, after he passed away, now we're all praising him. You know what I mean? Like I just don't feel like he got enough praise while he was still here. I think there are a few. There are a few reasons. One is he played so much like another guy. And yeah. it's was hard to be. It's hard to say that like Michael Jordan A and Michael Jordan 
uh, B are on the in the same top ten. And like if, when I look at most top ten lists, it's like ten fairly unique players. Like, yeah, that's why LeBron has surpassed Larry Bird because it's sort of they're very similar players. We have to put one over the other, and the other can't even be in our top ten. It's stupid. I, I think, but I do I think, think I don't is... think Kobe Bryant was in many serious basketball fans top fifteen, top twelve, top tens. Yeah. I think he he had a lot of trouble because after Shaq left, everyone said, oh, he couldn't do it without Shaq, right? Mm -hmm. And then he didn't win for another, what, six, seven years? Or what was it? No. Yeah, about six years. So he was always fighting that, like, you know, that narrative, could he Mm -hmm. do it without Shaq, right? Yeah, and also Kobe came at a very unique time in terms of where basketball uh, sort of, the conversation of basketball evolved because that's when a- analytics became a very popular talking point. Yeah, People started looking at numbers and not just looking at numbers, but looking at advanced numbers. And it almost seemed like by most advanced numbers, part of the cases of advanced numbers was always Kobe's not as good as you think it is. He was, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's that, yeah, that was always the case that was made by that crowd. And I think it, it does come back and sort of, you know, uh, knock him down a peg. But I think once he came back with that team that had Powell, that had um, Lamar Odom, that had, um, you know, uh, Andrew Bynum even. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, you know, he won two more championships of that. I don't know how you can argue with that. He won the three straight finals. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, good. Exactly. And that team is like, uh, Powell was a very, very good player. Definitely a very good player. And he had some very nice pieces, but come on, man. Yeah. He, Kobe, I mean, you know, Kobe, those he, two championships right there really does put him up, you know. Up there. Up there for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right, guys, thanks. Cool. Be good. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean... I mean, I Kobe didn't get enough credit. Is, is a little hot take, though. Come on, yeah, man. I'm he not got sure. plenty of credit, man. Yeah, he's very. He's a lot of people's top three, and like, I, I'm. He's not there for me. He's, yeah, he's probably not. not really my top ten, but he's close. It's like right. undeniably an all time great. And to, yeah. even I do think these like conversations about where he stacks up all time when he's very recently passed are a little gauche. Um, Why, exactly. Why would you do that? Yeah, it's a tragedy yeah. that he's gone. He was undeniably one of the greatest players of his generation and there's a mm-hmm. debate for him where he ranks all the time and that's not to be had right now like right this uh, anywho we're, uh, we're gonna get to William Hampton uh, but let's uh, let's go to our KFC hotline this message it's a little long but I think it's definitely worth it <laughs> uh, this is from at Greg from the Graham and he left us uh, this uh, coherent and cogent <laughs> message in the KFC hotline hey yo Will Yo, Josh. Listen, fellas, I've never been uh, never been one to really take seriously this uh, reality is a simulation theory. But uh, watching Colin Glitchton last night, I uh, I felt a bit of a phantom controller. <laughs> uh, uh, I was like, what is this NBA 2K? Or am I watching the real thing? Your opponent has left the match. Second, I'm just looking for some solidarity here, fellas. Uh, that NBA on TSN theme song. Every single time I hear it, you know how it goes. Do 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 do. I can't be the only one out here. Every time I hear that shit, I'm thinking, X gon' give it to ya. X gon' give it to ya. X gon' give it to ya. Okay, hit me up, boys. Let me know I'm not alone. Uh, thanks, Greg from the Gram. Uh, yeah, you can leave your own message at the Yahoo Sports Canada Instagram page, and yeah. if you have something that makes uh, our producers laugh, you'll hear it on the show. Yeah. Also, please drive safe. Yeah, please drive safely. Like it does sound like he pulled over to leave this message uh-huh. and then turn the en- the car back on. Yeah. Um, but so question. First off, I th- he sounded a lot like Kyrie for the first half to comment. You know. Yeah. That sounds like something Kyrie would say over a five minute span. 
It was crazy. Who was it that was uh, that Colin Sexton like froze up on? He so the situation was Norman Powell was in the corner, yeah, and Serge Ibaka was out top. Serge had the ball, yeah, and Serge looked like he wasn't sure what he was going to do with it because you know Serge Ibaka never seems Serge takes a bit totally of time sure. with the ball, yeah, uh, and so Colin Sexton was trying to stunt towards. Um, Surge, because obviously yeah. what his assignment isn't Surge. Yeah. But he just decided not to cover him, and he just went back and forth like this yeah. for like a solid three seconds, and the Surge just pulled up in his face and hit it. Did he hit it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. That's great. Yeah. Um, and then the – what was the second part of that question? Uh, uh, X going to give it to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, we listened to it before the show. It doesn't really – it sounds – you can hear – you can argue it. Mm-hmm. If you put it in my mind first, I can look for it, but otherwise I would not arrive there on my own. Though – I can't help but recommend that everyone listen to X Gun Give It To You this weekend. It's a great right. song. All right. <laughs> Stanley. That's a bonus one. <laughs> That's a bonus Stanley suggestion. All right. Let's get uh, to Willie and Hampton. He's been waiting patiently. Willie, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. You sound like Daryl Morey right now. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, my God. You do sound like Daryl Morey. Uh, uh, long time listener, guys. I love, uh, love all the pods that you guys do in this new live uh, call and show. It's awesome, man. It keeps me uh, going through the night at work here. I appreciate awesome. it, man. appreciate that. But uh, I do have a question. Like, I know you guys get the, you guys are getting a lot to trade rumor talk. Like, you know, what about this? What about that? Mm-hmm. Believe me, like, my first ever game, my number one guy has always been Lowry. I don't want to see him go. I know everyone's thinking, like, he's such a trade asset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, do you think there's any way Masai could swing a deal to get like a surge and something else to get Bradley Beal, do you think that's a possible thing? It just can't do it right now. Bradley Beal is not eligible to be traded right now because he's just signed an extension. And it's yeah. Otherwise, definitely, I would be very interested in building a package around Serge Ibaka to flip towards Washington for Bradley Beal. Yeah. What yeah. about what about like a Buddy Heald or something like that? Do you think it's possible? I think or? Buddy's a more gettable player right now because they, he's, they, they brought him off the bench. I know he's furious. Because yeah. they lowballed him in the summer, and then now they've brought him to the bench after trading Demarcus Cousins because uh, they thought he was the next Steph Curry. What a what an absolute <laughs> joke of a franchise! Oh, big big like Clay shoots like Steph. <laughs> Why would you even say yeah. that? Like, Clay already shoots kind of like Steph anyway. <laughs> the biggest uh, I know the big one in like the summer I heard a lot of was like Wiggins straight up for Lowry, and like I'm, I'm not like I don't want to see Lowry go, man. Like don't I'm get me good. wrong, I'm good I, love. I'm, like, I'm a huge Lowry fan, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And to see him to go to Minnesota, I think, would be a waste of his talent. I feel like yeah. Minnesota is a trash team. <laughs> you, can't, and, you, like, you, can't, like, you can't flip the guy with the most heart in the league for the guy with the least heart in the league, man. Well, that's it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, 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 I get coming here, like, maybe, like, the Raptors have a very good, like, training program. Like, they, they tend to bring the best out in people. And, like, yeah. I think it would be awesome. Like, I think they could really turn Wiggins around and make him a really good player, but, like, mm-hmm. could you get him to want to play all the time? Like, no. he seems like he just shows up to get a paycheck. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that paycheck is the max. You, you don't take a gamble yeah. on a guy on a max. Yeah. You got to know that, that max guy is really good. There's not really much margin for error. Yeah. So, so if, um, if let's say, you know, in 2021 something happens and we don't get Giannis, like everyone's kind of talking, who do you think would be the best ideal person to help Siakam to bring this to, like, a higher level, you know, really – contender team in 2021 i do like the idea of like going after oladipo as well i mean we'll see how he recovers from his uh, injury he, look, he looked good on wednesday he looked pretty good i mean he had that one shot but he, he only had nine points and but he looked was, like he, he moved shots. decently yeah he did he yeah. did all, all things considered after a pretty tra- uh you know catastrophic injury that's he was not bad 
I don't know. LeBron James is a free agent in 2021. Maybe he'll come. (laughs) Only if we we somehow draft Bronny. Kawhi uh, Kawhi and Paul George are both free agents in 2021. The sky the limit is what I'm saying, Willie. Yeah. I don't think I don't think you'd see Kawhi come back. I think he's happy being back home. I don't I don't I don't even know if it matters to Kawhi that if you get on a contending team to win again. Like I think if he would have stayed in Toronto, mm. hands down we could have won again this oh, year. Guaranteed. Like you know what I mean? Guaranteed. But but obviously I don't think the whole winning another championship mattered as much to him. Like I admire like I like Kawhi. I just don't think the I mean, whole thing like, hey, I wanna win again wasn't I, the main concern for him staying here. I think he thought he could go win in uh LA like the Clippers were a team that there are a lot of like similar ish parallels between the Raptors situation and the Clippers situation when he left but but the Clippers gave up everything man like they gave up like I mean yeah. what's the point of having everything if you if you if you don't want Kawhi and Paul George right? yeah it's true like, well, the yeah, point of having I, everything I, is to get those guys yeah but we could have did the same thing I think Masai definitely did the proper thing like I don't even know I don't think that I, deal I heard, was actually on the table. I heard they talked about getting Paul George, but when they called or whatever happened, it was just ridiculous what they wanted. Like they wanted Siakam and like OG years. Like they wanted like so much stuff that I was like, yeah, that ain't happening. It didn't seem like a real trade deal, especially because they're yeah. they're they're asking for all this and the, the timeline was so short. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think Sam Presti was just trying to gain leverage there. And, and you know, don't Presti credit- and like Masai have a history? They probably just bargained to screw over the Clippers. Drive the price so. up, saying. Oh, maybe they Presti was maybe saying, they "I got Masai on the other line. He's offering four first round yeah. picks and Pascal and uh, Fred Van Vliet Jr." Yeah. He's like, "Oh shit, yeah. okay." <laughs> He's offering me Kawhi and <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Like obviously, like you know, there's guys on that are out there that aren't on the trade market. Doesn't matter what you could offer. I feel like Pascal is one of them. I mm. feel like that's our that's the guy who we're building around right now. And obviously, yep. we can't keep either both Serge and. Mark and I think Mark's probably the better keep just because of his IQ on the floor that he just makes things happen. I know he doesn't put up twenty, but you know, just 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 his player IQ is amazing compared to Serge. I think he's a better asset, but mm-hmm. it's debatable. I'd, if Mark keeps breaking yeah. down as frequently as this year, like it's sort of you yeah, think about it, like, hey, can yeah. we get? Can we expect seventy games out of you every year if we keep going to the playoffs? And if it's not true, is it better to have Mark if he's only seen the court forty four games a year? That's true. It's very true. Yeah. Anywho. All right. Willie, have a great weekend. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate the call. Keep it up. I keep listening, man. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. Thank you. Wow, that's what we're supposed to say to you, not, not <laughs> you say to us. But seriously, we appreciate it, man. No yeah. problem, man. <clears throat> Bye. Bye. Yeah, thanks for listening. It's uh, been fun to see the show find an audience and hopefully grow an audience. Develop a community. Develop a community. <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Sound like John Tory. All right. John Tory. <laughs> Next one. Sath from Richmond Hill. Sath, welcome to the show. Oh, he's not there. That's Damn. unfortunate. Hey, Dipped, eh? sometimes we uh, we take a little too long on the phones with somebody else, and you got to get back to your uh, your job. All right, fair enough. Well, this is why we have uh, prepared segments. Uh, <laughs> we can save Stanley for a little bit later, even though I think it's uh, pretty good. But this is a good time to bring up um, something that I'm personally interested in. So the Super Bowl is this weekend. The big game. The big game. Um, <laughs> obviously, the second biggest game of that night because the Raptors are playing the Bulls before that, obviously. That's the bigger you know, game. You know? The Raptors played the Bulls before the big football game last year as well. Okay. All right. In maybe, Toronto. Maybe it's a tradition. You know, it, it's, I, like, it's like the appetizer nobody wants. It's like the, the, <laughs> the big broccoli It's appetizer. like when you have um, hummus and goldfish at that a party. That sounds 
Oh man, that does not <laughs> sound good. That that sounds almost culturally offensive. <laughs> like, yeah. So the game uh, it will take place between the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. and the San Francisco Forty ers Right. Um, both teams are have sort of innovative coaches, mm-hmm. con- uh, conflicting styles. Okay. Um, it should be exciting. Uh, there's not really like. Um, Tom Brady's not as good as he used to be. Uh, Is he retiring? Like, I saw a picture yesterday. That who seems, knows? Seems mysterious. He definitely wants all of the attention during uh, this weekend. Okay. Yeah, I can so be respected. You know? I mean, it's, you know, it's the point of sports. You, you're trying to be irrelevant, <laughs> you know. So, um, but you, we don't see like uh, how many NBA players have teased their own exits. I don't know, man. Michael Jordan literally retired three times. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, one of those. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> we don't need to delve into conspiracy. Yeah, he, he might have, he might have been in a real life plot of uncut gems. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I win playing for the White Sox. Um, yeah, oh, no, man. it should be a good game. You should watch. It's like it's it's two. I, w- I probably will. They're watch. two very good teams, and mm-hmm. they have um, conflicting styles. Good, and that's good. like it'll be entertaining to watch. What's your prediction? I think that the 49ers win. Okay, all right, and only because my dad Waiting would be very bear. upset if they. And the Bay Area needs something. They lost uh, Kevin Durant and uh, oh, to the yeah, Raptors. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but back to the lines. We have on line two, Archie from Scarborough. Archie, how's it going? Oh, hey, guys. How you doing? Um, it's Archie from Zara Manigan. Last time I called, uh, Alex was here, so I just wanted to reiterate oh, that. Uh, Will looks dapper in his Zara outfit. Oh, thank is, you. Thank this you. This isn't Zara. Yeah, this is a rare outfit that's not from Zara, but, uh, you know, hook, hook a man up, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys what you guys think about the Raptors' relationship with Canada basketball. Like, mm. I know um, Jay Triano was at one point associated with both, and now Nick Nurse is coaching. Yep. Um, and they have their hometown videos and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. what do you guys think about that? I think it's great. I think part of the responsibility of the Raptors within this community and the space that they operate in yep. is to sp- uh, foster the growth of ca- basketball in Canada. I think the biggest determinant and the bir- biggest drive of basketball becoming so popular in Canada and so much talent coming out of Canada nowadays, which, by the way, four Canadians on the uh, Rising Stars team, very, very good to see. Hell yeah. Um, part of that responsibility falls on the Raptors. The, the Raptors are such a big driver of that. Uh, you could talk to all the players in the NBA, you know, like they, the ones that are Canadian, they always watch the Raptors. Yep. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah. no love for Chris Bosch though. <sighs> Dwight Powell not saying Chris Bosch inspired me to pick up a ball. Yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> seriously, Dwight Powell, man. I hope everything goes over the recovery. Yeah. That was really unfortunate what happened to his Achilles. Yeah. Um, but you know, in terms of can, like the Raptors involvement, I think first off, Nick Nurse, um, coaching the program is great it's a great for the just the profile of the program yep. no offense to jay triano um you know he volunteered his time and everything like that coach like it's it's just different man yeah. come on it's just different um and then you know two i think the raptors organization and also mlc has committed actual resources towards actually making some of these things possible um and you know i won't get into specifics of that but uh, you know significant individuals have also stepped up and tried to you know promote the program and contribute and so um, it's all good, man. I, I think, you know, Canada basketball as a program has a long way to go. Um, you know, there's a lot yeah. of talent now, and it's about yeah. building infrastructure to get them as far as they need to go and finally go to the Olympics and have a great chance of that this year. Um, but, yeah. you know. It, you know how, like, a lot of players are, like, willing to play home, like Kawhi left for home and stuff like that? If you guys had to pick, like, which hometown hero, please don't be the honorary Kardashian, would you guys want back here? SGA. Yeah. I, I love Shay's game, man. So smooth. 
Yeah, he seems yeah. like, and he seems like it'll age well. Yeah, like he's just a guy that he kind of already has like an old man. game. If you told me young. I could have 15 years of watching him play, I'd be like, this oh my, is yeah. This and is he and he plays both ends too. Yeah. Got great mentality. And at least in the next game, he won't torch us. Wow, well, hey, listen, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm happy we're done playing OGC no. for the year. I'll say that much. I've said here, and I, and I want to reiterate, like I don't really need to see these guys come back and play for mm-hmm. the Raptors. Um, it's a testament to like the success that exists here that these guys can go be successful all over the place. Right. It will be cool in a, a year or two when there's a legitimate NBA star mm-hmm. playing in Madison Square Garden every night. Who's the Canadian? Yeah. yeah. Who's, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um. It, they don't all need to come back home, and I, they don't. Yeah. I like. I. I don't want to see the organization put that pressure on them. The pressure should exist for Canada basketball, but to put yeah. the Raptors. I think it's a bridge too far. Anywho, yeah. Thanks, thanks so for, much, guys. Thanks for coming. Have a great weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, do you want to see them all come back? I mean, it'd be. Uh yeah, of course. I want to see the the Raptors have an advantage in free agency for once. Yeah, and I think this is a real geographical a, geogra- a geographical advantage. Geographical. Yeah, I don't know what I was trying to think there. I think geographical? I don't know. Um, we have Don from Toronto to talk about Pascal and Crunch Time. Don, welcome to the show. Don, you there? Donny. That's okay. Don Valley Park. Do you want to talk about Pascal and Crunch Time? He's improved, I guess. He looks better than he did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, it's always something I'm watching for. Always. Yeah. He's you, uh, not he's not necessarily Kawhi, but uh, that's also a hard standard but to hold everyone to. I think he's a bit more, has a bit more tools than DeMar did. Mm-hmm. Not quite as many as Kawhi had. Uh, I don't know, actually. DeMar had some nice tools, DeMar man. did have some nice DeMar, tools. DeMar had some nice tools, man. Um, I, you know what I think right now is they, what's, what's been really interesting to me is not necessarily that they're competing for it, because I don't think it's sort of an, an, an outright kind of spoken about thing that's sort of contentious. But it seems like early in the season, Pascal's the number one guy. Yep. Opening night comes out, scores 34 points, has 18 rebounds. Yep. Number one guy. Yep. Then, you know, he gets that injury. And then since that injury, he has been more the number two guy. Kyle Lowry has really emerged as the number one guy. Mm-hmm. And they can kind of trade this back and forth. I mean, even last year, Kyle Lowry, I thought, was the number one guy in terms of just setting one else up at the start of the year. And then, of course, Kawhi emerged and definitely took that over and never gave it back. Yeah. Um, but it's a bit of an interesting dynamic. You know, Kyle is kind of number one guy right now. And uh, it, it Soon is a little Norm bit. Powell. Norm Powell. Okay. I really do believe that Norm Powell is a uh, an option in the clutch. Okay. He, can, I think he can be the yeah. release valve on plays and in in, he'll be successful. He'll release... The shots and, and they'll go in. No, that's and that's very important. Yeah, the fact that he's willing to take these shots is, is really big for Norm. Um, but I mean, just you know, it, it is a little bit interesting right now to see the team sort of uh, be Kyle's team again. Yep. And Pascal sort of clearly a number two. Right? Yeah. If you look at sort of the way that the games have been, been closed, you know, sometimes Pascal steps up to do it. But to be honest, who's had more clutch moments this year? It's been Kyle. Yep. No, so. it's, it's very true. Anywho, yeah. all right. Okay. Last call. Real last caller, Eric. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Just wanted to say, first of all, I love your podcast, and I love you, William. I love both of you. Listen to you every day. Thank wow, you thank so you. much. Thank you. Um, my question is, what do you guys think about our genuine prospects against the Bucks? Because mm-hmm. if we are going to make it through, I don't. I'm not particularly worried about you know when we go against the uh, when we go against the Seventy Sixers. I, I feel like we beat them in seven. Yeah. But I feel like everybody's kind of avoiding the fact that you know. If we do make it far into the playoffs, eventually we're going to have to deal with the Bucks, And it looks like right now they're having the best season, like in NBA history, <laughs> almost. And I'm just a little bit worried because, like, are you guys confident in Nick Nurse's defensive schemes to be able to deal with, you know, the kind of, sh- kind of shooting that they've got going on right now? 
definitely not concerned about the schemes just because I think they play the same way as they did last year, and I think the Raptors defensively uh, were pretty damn good Yep, last year defensively, so that's not what I'm worried about. The, the schemes, it's really just about whether they have the personnel to actually stop something like that. And, you know, it, a lot of it comes down to can OG and Pascal reasonably keep Giannis in front of them, especially avoiding foul trouble. That's one of the nice things with Kawhi is that, like, instead of before, I mean, you know, yeah, superstars just get more of a leeway in terms of how they play defense. Yeah. NBA referees, uh, whether cognizant, whether they're conscious of it or not conscious of it, probably won't call as many foul calls on Kawhi as they would maybe on someone like, you know, OG. Um, and so that's that's a bit of a question mark. But the rest of the team, I actually do feel kind of confident in guarding them. I think the Raptors scramble and rotate really well. That's one thing the Bucks do really well is just to improvise and move the ball. It's constantly pick and roll and things like that, uh, dribble handoffs. And there's a lot of free-flowing players offensively who can all shoot, who can all make a, a, a play that if you are not up to standard in terms of your communication defensively and, yeah. and switching and communicating and everything like that, um, they will burn you. And I think the, the evidence is right there. They, they've won 10 in a row. They've, their long, yeah. winning streak is longer than the Raptors won currently. Um, right. But, I've had like a lot of people, like I've gotten into a lot of like arguments with people from Milwaukee on Twitter, and they all say precisely what you just said. Thank you for doing that homework. <laughs> but now that Kawhi is gone, I mean, uh-huh. who exactly is going to step into that role? Who is actually going to guard them? Because I don't think that <laughs> Pascal or OG can take over the role of you know a defensive player of the year type of caliber player like Kawhi was. Mm-hmm. And so it's really worrying. And, and right now it looks like their shooting is you know even better than it was last year, especially Giannis. Mm-hmm. So I just really yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. So I'm, I'm really not sure how exactly we would deal with that. I mean, like who who do we have that we would be able to put on them? Look, I, I think. If we're going to be completely honest, the Raptors are definitely underdogs heading into that matchup. And they were last year. And they were last year. Like, don't forget that part either. Um, but, Believe in the city. <laughs> but, you, you know. Believe um, in yourselves. <laughs> part of the thing is actually low-key surge did a really good job defending Giannis last year. Yeah. Mostly off the bench when Kawhi had to, to sit a little. Obviously, Kawhi wasn't sitting that much. Wasn't sitting as much as Giannis was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Boonholzer. But, um, yeah, Serge actually did pretty decently in sort of spot minutes. I think the Raptors playing more zone, I think, also helps them a little bit as well. Um, you know, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 a big question, man. and I wouldn't mind if the Raptors at the head of the trade deadline made a move. If they're gonna make a minor move, maybe make a minor move to add another defender at that three four spot who can maybe be another know. body to throw at that situation. Yeah, just because well, you, you probably you can't the Raptors. I like I the Raptors in the years that they said, oh, we have PJ Tucker, another LeBron stopper. It didn't work. Like I don't. Think it's necessary yeah. for them to just bring in another body. I'd say like rely on the scheme, rely on what you're doing as a defense and not as individual contributors. And mm-hmm. the chips will fall where they may. Like the Bucks are a better team than they were last year, and the Raptors are a worse team than they were last year. But I trust Nick Nurse more than I tr- trust the Smoothie King baby Budenhoser. Anywho, Eric, yeah. thanks for your call. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much. You too. Uh, Appreciate it. Be good. All right. Um, it's time for our signature segment. Stanley suggestions. That we always keep to the end for some reason. No. Uh, it's it's, it's so because the listening. people love it and they keep listening. That's true. Real ones listen for the Stanley suggestions. <laughs> so uh, if you if you don't know what the segment's about, Stanley suggestions is um, because Stanley has more, uh, just generally speaking, more free time than a lot of other NBA players. And he, he seems like an outgoing guy. <laughs> yeah. The city of Toronto. Diverse interests. Diverse interests, you know, curious man. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things to do around the city of Toronto, mm-hmm. and sometimes we suggest things in earnest, and sometimes we suggest things sarcastically. Uh, shout out Stanley Weller, who just went down to the 905 for the second time he this year. He balled out of control on uh, Wednesday morning, Tuesday, something whatever. like that. Yeah, 
Uh, so it's good to see him sort of, uh, you know, stay involved and everything like that. But anyway, Josh, what's your Stanley suggestion? Um, so this week, uh, tomorrow actually, um, Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights um, Camp's public art uh, exhibition opens up at the Harbor Center. Um, so my suggestion is for Stanley to check it out. You can find it at 235 uh, Queen's Key. Um, and there you'll uh, experience some of the movement that has uh, come around Colin Kaepernick in the last few years. Um, I think Stanley would really enjoy it. But I also think that anyone listening uh, who's in the city should check it out. It'll be there from the 1st until the 29th. So you have lots of time and no excuses to head down to the Harbourfront Center. Bring your skates. Strap them up. Skate around. Mm-hmm. Then uh, learn something about an a, a, a important uh, social cause over time. Yeah. An, ex- an extra long Black History Month this year. An extra long Black History Month, so yeah. no excuses. William. Well, uh, my suggestion, my Stanley suggestion is nowhere near as important as that one. Uh, <laughs> on okay. Netflix, I've recently watched uh, Rise of Empires, uh, <clears throat> which, how do I describe this thing? It's like what you would see on the History Channel. Yeah. A bunch of grown adults sort of reenacting uh, significant parts of history. So this one is covering um, the Turkish takeover of Constantinople <laughs> in the f- uh, 15th century. To that officially ended the Roman uh, Empire. Yeah, uh, it's a five-part series. It's probably I mean, you could probably watch it in two days. Um, you, you know, if you're single. <laughs> so, uh, Rise of Empires, uh, the, the the Ottomans. All right. Well, yeah. I think that's our show. Thanks for listening. As always, we'll be back next week, three thirty to four thirty on Friday. Big shout out to KFC. Big shout out to KFC. Buckets. Buckets. Um, get Buckets yours. is very fun to say. Get yours before game time. One of the Raptors' uh, Pistons tip off, like seven thirty. A seven. Order a bucket of yeah. KFC. Yeah, you can order online at KFC.ca. <laughs> also, shout out Paige Buckets. <laughs> I don't know what that is. She's uh, it's going to be one the number one uh, women's uh, basketball recruit. Oh, oh the, my goodness! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She yeah. was on the slam cover. Yeah, that is pretty yeah. tight. All right, we'll see you next week. All right, cool. Peace. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.